0: The word of the Lord is powerful and life changing. So let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message.
1: So, for the, today, the sermon I want to give to you is Christmas is a big deal. And, um, with this message, this is a thought that um, uh, so it to be familiar to some of you because this is the thought that the Lord gave me uh, last December and I've spoken about it some and uh, it's just uh, it just kept coming back to my mind and um, Heather and I talked about it a little bit and it's just I just want to try and show you what a big deal Christmas is in a way that maybe is a little different than you've uh, ever heard before because I don't know if you've made this statement but People around this time of year, especially if you have older children, um, you'll make a statement like, you know, Christmas just really isn't that big a deal anymore. Maybe you've thought that. Maybe you've made that statement. Maybe you felt that way. uh, And Heather and I actually were talking about that, too. Sometimes around holidays, we get too caught up in our feelings. Because depending on what stage of life you're in and how young or Old your children are, your grandchildren are, or how close they live to you, or whatever's going on in your life, the holidays are going to feel different. But it doesn't change the importance of what they signify and what we're what we're celebrating. What we feel has nothing to do with what we're celebrating. We're celebrating uh, Jesus. Now I know that when we when we make statements like that about it not being because I've even had that thought because this year, uh, it's Hannah's eighteen, Stephen's twenty, about to be twenty one. It's we're not surprising them with anything on Christmas Day. You know how that is. It's just it is what it is. And it does change the way things feel. And so I know when we, when we say something like it, not, it doesn't seem like a big deal that we're talking about the holiday of Christmas and that we're not talking about Jesus. But at the same time, we need to be careful that we never forget how great and how big of a deal Christmas really is uh, to all of us. And so this is a very simple message With a very simple takeaway, Christmas is a big deal. And my goal is to get you to see that uh, in a simple way, but I believe in a spiritually-minded way. So uh, I'm just going to share just a couple thoughts with you, and and it won't won't hold you long. Uh, Luke 2, verses 1 through 20. It says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them uh, in the inn. Uh, Just a quick note on that. uh, Verse 7 where it's talking about him being in the uh, swaddling cloths. Some believe that since she was in the inn and uh, basically in the stable when when Jesus was delivered that the cloths that Jesus were wrapped in could possibly have been the same cloths that would have been used for the Passover lambs. Uh, which wouldn't surprise me in the least with the way God is with revealing Himself. So that's just a a little thought for you to think about there. Verse 8 says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass blessings over this message in jesus name amen now we all hear this story usually a couple of times around this time of year and i don't know about you but one of my favorite parts of the story uh probably is always the shepherds and the reason for that is it's one of those places that i get to use my imagination a lot Uh, i can just see it happening or at least what comes to my mind, which is probably not even close. But I always picture them when I read and when I hear this, this passage. And uh, sometimes we don't give things enough thought. I'm really bad for that. Uh, maybe you're like me and you sit down and you read one or two chapters, three chapters, whatever you read, and then about ten minutes later you can't remember what you read. Do you ever do that? And uh, it's because we really don't give it thought. We're just going through the motions a lot of times. But, you know, what, when the shepherds, when this happened, what was it like? What, what did they actually see? What was this experience? What did it sound like when they heard the angels begin to, to speak and some versions say to sing? What was it like? What were, they, what were they feeling? What were they thinking? And the thought that I want you to think about today is also what were the angels thinking? What were the angels so joyful about? What were they so excited about? What was actually happening uh, in this moment? And I know that we all know what the answer is. We're going to say it's because Jesus was being born. The Savior was being born. But, but I want us to just think a little bit deeper than that for, for just a few moments this morning. Since Christmas is a big deal, shouldn't we ponder it? Shouldn't we give it some thought? Shouldn't we spend some time actually uh, with God on, the, on this event that took place probably a lot more than many of us have in the past as we just go through the story real quickly. These angels were excited. They're so excited. They're so full of joy. And so just I want our minds to just stay there for a moment and use your imagination of what might have been taking place for them to show up and to appear in this field with all of this joy and all this great news that they had for everyone, for all people, everywhere. You know, sometimes we're so quick to get Jesus born, raised on the cross and resurrected that we miss the, all the good stuff that's along the way. Uh, a lot of the Christmas music, even some of the songs we did this morning, they won't sing about the birth of Christ without going straight to the cross before you get to the, the end of the song. I'm happy for that. I'm so glad that Jesus was born and that he, he died and that he rose again, that he went to the cross for our, our sins. But sometimes we get to this place where we just we miss so many things because we're trying to get to the end of the story. We're trying to get to the, to, the, to the next part. Jesus being born and dying for our sins, rising on the third day, is very important for all of us. But let's just focus this morning on what's happening this night, what's happening in this event And not get so far ahead. We know the rest of the story and it's an amazing story. It's an amazing event. But what about this event? See, the angel told the shepherds that there was born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. But what I want you to think about is that he was more than just a Savior being born. This was the Son of God. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Whose son? God's son. This is God's son. This would be the night that God's son would be born on earth, that he would make his appearing. Now, there's some great parents in this room today. Really, really good parents. Now, think for a minute. What were you like when your child was being born? What were your thoughts? What were you, how did you feel? What were you doing? Were you proud, excited, joyful, filled with love like never before, uh, smiling from ear to ear? Many of you just acted downright silly over that baby. And some of you, they're in their 20s and you still haven't stopped acting silly over them. You won't let them grow up, but it's okay because you're good parents. You love your kids. You're proud of them. And I don't know if you know this or not, but... God is the greatest parent that there is. None can even compare. So just think for a moment, what would God have been doing on this night, the night that His Son was going to make His appearance, the night that His Son was going to be born on earth? And just, just imagine with God for a second. Let, let your mind just go. What would it, what would it be like? And we know that the spiritual realm is just as real, if not more real, than the physical realm. So what do you think was going on in the spiritual on this night when Christ was going to be born? What kind of party was taking place? What kind of events were happening? What had the angels just left? What kind of celebration had they just left in the spiritual when they showed up in the physical in that field to talk to the shepherds? I wonder what kind of joyful celebrations were going on. We can't even fathom it. We can't imagine it. You're not even going to get close. See what type of events have the angels just been taking part in when they were given the privilege of being the ones to announce the birth of Christ to these shepherds in the field. Just think about how we are as parents, about how babies are announced, and things have changed a lot over the years. But um, years ago, I don't do they still put storks in the yard? Like remember they used to put a stork in the yard? You had a baby. Or they would, uh, and then later on, they would put it in the baby's room with the baby after you took it out of the yard. They put ribbons on the mailboxes. They're giving out cigars. At the hospital, they sold those bubblegum cigars you could give out to people, pink or blue. Um, they would just do all kinds of stuff, wanting everybody to know balloons, want everybody to know that the baby was here. Now it's changed a little bit with social media. People can, because back then, it took people a little while to find out that you had a baby, but now they know within five minutes, there's a video up of the baby. Um, and now the big deal is the gender reveals. I, uh, saw one the other day and they had a wrestling match and they had one wrestler in pink and one wrestler in blue and they were just beating each other up all over the backyard of this, this couple's house and the people were cheering. And then finally the gender that the baby was going to be won the match, but they, they do all this stuff. They go to all, spend all this money and go to all these elaborate events because they're happy about this baby going to be born. They want everyone to know. They want to tell everyone that they can. They want everyone to be just as excited as they are. And I can't help but wonder, have we been as excited as we should when it comes to celebrating Christmas? The real reason for Christmas. So you want everyone to know that the baby or that the promise was here. And you were going to do whatever it took. Now, just imagine how God would have announced the arrival of Jesus in heaven that night. It, really, just think about it. What would he have done? With all the things we see that he's done, uh, in just for, that we see with our physical eyes, just imagine in the spirit realm what, have been, what would have been happening. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen some of the crazy stuff that rich people do for their kids uh for their birthdays or when they're born but they do some pretty wild stuff when they've got when you've got a lot of money and uh, if you google it it will just blow your mind so if google's telling us the truth i'm not sure so if any of this is wrong it's google's fault but this is some of the stuff google said but i I saw in a magazine hundred thousand dollar birthday parties could you imagine spending that on your kid just for their birthday and that's just for everybody else, really. Your kid, you got to do something else for your kid. And they, I saw one where a little uh, girl had turned six years old. I can't remember what royal family she was a part of. They gave her a four million dollar tiara for turning six. Now I've never, my parents have never done anything that nice for me. A, six, uh, a four million dollar crown to play with? No. So I, I googled some of the, the crazy stuff that that. Uh, celebrities and rich people have done for their kids uh, for birthdays just to try and get an idea to imagine what God might have been doing but it's I found this and I'll give you their names it says Katie Holmes she had her kid a $24,000 treehouse built for their birthday Beyonce her daughter's first birthday she gave her an $80,000 diamond encrusted Barbie I don't know if she let her snot all over it or not, but she gave her an $80,000 Barbie. David Beckham, he gave his one-year-old daughter a $600,000 painting called Daddy's Girl. Wasn't that nice of him? (laughs) Sounds like he got himself a painting, but uh, he got it for his daughter. Uh, Cardi B, she gave her one-year-old a $100,000 diamond necklace. Uh, Tyrese Gibson bought his eight-year-old daughter an island. So those are just some of the things that they've done for their, their kids. And uh, I'm pretty sure their kids weren't as good as Jesus, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, I gave you the names of these people on purpose because some of these people, you might not really care for them. You, not, you might not care for their character. They don't have the best reputation. Uh, they're known for not being some of the some of them some of them not all of them because there's one in there you like I'm sorry but some of them are known for believing some weird stuff and for not being um, well some of them are known for being a little evil and perverted and everything else and so you might not think they're the best people but look at the gifts that they gave for their kids and the Bible tells us in Luke 11:13 if you be an evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? If we're we're being evil and know how to give good gifts, how much more will the Heavenly Father give? So that means that the best parent in here today, whoever you may be, we can take a vote for that too at the end if Justin's got some more tickets. But you're evil when you're compared to God. Even on your best day, you could be getting everything right, and you're still, and I guess Heather's approving, your wife can approve that you're getting everything right, and you're still evil compared to God. It's not even close. And so if you and I, being evil, would go to all kinds of lengths to do all these things and celebrate our kids, breaking the budget all the time, especially around Christmas time, have you ever just gone crazy and like, you bought so much stuff they didn't. They really didn't even enjoy it, and you were like kind of upset, thinking, "What was I thinking for buying all that stuff?" I've done it once or twice. You you just start, you just can't, you just can't choose. So you got to get it all, and then you're upset because your kid don't appreciate it. So then you're you know it's like this. It's it's just this never-ending cycle. But we do it. We have an amount we're supposed to spend or that it's okay for us to think to spend, and we just see something that we have to spend more on because we just love that little, that little child so much, even when they drive us crazy. See, now, if we would do that, what would God do? What would we do if money wasn't an issue? It didn't matter. We're laughing, but some of you in here, you would have $100,000 birthday parties too. I know you would. I might. I don't know. I've never had that much money to know if I would or not. Probably. It's not that silly when you start thinking about the means that you have. And now this is God. What would a limitless God have been doing the night that his son would have been born on earth? What kind of gifts would he have been given in honor of his son? I'm pretty sure it won't bubblegum cigars. I guarantee that. I can only imagine See, I want to read these verses to you from the Passion Translation, verses 8 through 14. And kind of give you a different, maybe a different viewpoint. It helps if I get the Passion Translation Bible. If I read it from that one, it's going to sound the same as when I read it a while ago. Okay. That night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God, and the shepherds were terrified. Now that puts a little bit different picture because when you read it from the New King James or the King James and it says, you know, that the uh, glory shone around and we just kind of like see this glowing figure. Is that what you've seen in your mind maybe when you read it? Maybe you're, you get a better imagination than me, but you just kind of see like a one glowing angel but this kind of paints the picture of what these to me, what these shepherds may have seen that, that that it says that lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God, basically the whole field on fire with the glory of God in this moment. And they're terrified, it says, but the angel reassuring them, saying, don't be afraid, for I have come bringing you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize Him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Then all at once a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very, arm, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God singing, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and good hope given To the sons of men. So, this one says that these are the very armies of heaven when these angels show up. That kind of gives you a different picture than a bunch of angels in choir robes uh, singing or or saying these words, that you would just see uh, the the view of angels, the armies of heaven filling up this field that's already blazing on fire with the radiant glory of God. And these shepherds get to experience it. So, the, the question I have now is, what do you think the songs or the songs that these angels were singing were? Now, I know that the Bible tells us the one version says they said these things, and this one says they were singing these things, and, and it tells us some of the words that they were of the song. But again, think a little deeper on it. Could it be that the song or the songs that they were singing were some of the same songs that were being sung at the big party in heaven that was going on this night? Could they have just been at this big event, this big celebration God's got going on uh, uh, about the birth of Jesus and, and they've been singing these songs and they show up in the field and they got this little tune caught in their head and they just keep singing. We don't know, but I like to believe or imagine that it was. Because I'm sure that there was some type of music, some type of singing and celebration going on at this time. And if they did sing these words instead of say these words, were, 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 was it just the voices or were, were musical instruments even coming out of their being as they were, as they were projecting and singing these words to the shepherds? What would, have, what would it have sounded like? Can you imagine how powerful and beautiful at the same time it would have been? How terrifying and peaceful at the same time it would have been, what they were experiencing. See, it's, it's a, Christmas is a big deal. I gave you this quote months ago. I didn't come up with it, but uh, I'm not sure who did to give them the credit. So, But it says, those who dance look quite insane to those who couldn't hear the music. You may remember me using that one. If not, then that's okay too. <laughs> Pretend like I just came up with it on the fly here. Those who dance look quite insane to those who couldn't hear the music. I think that's kind of what happened that night. I think that those shepherds got to hear the music of heaven that night. And when they did, they were ready to drop everything and go after Jesus. See, a lot of people don't understand why this time of year um, that Christians get so excited. It's because they don't hear the music. Oh, they hear all the jingling jolly songs of Christmas playing in the stores starting about October 1st. But they don't really get the real meaning of what Christmas is about. They don't understand why we make a big deal about people trying to take Christ out of Christmas. It's because they don't hear the music. They don't understand because they don't hear the music. They don't understand what a big deal this is as it relates to restoring us to the Father because they don't hear the music. They don't understand that this would put us in the position that we were supposed to be in, more than just servants of God, but sons and daughters of God the way it was meant to be, the family of God. They don't understand the unbelievable heavenly party that was taking place on this night because they don't hear the music. And so now our job as sons and daughters of God is to live our lives for Christ in a way that causes others to hear the music of heaven, to understand that Christmas is a big deal and that God did it for them. In order for us to do that, just like the shepherds, we got to hear the music first. We have to understand what a big deal it is. See, this Christmas, I hope you have a great time with your family and your friends and your loved ones. I hope you enjoy your time off of work, your time off of school. I hope you get more presents than you could have ever dreamed of. But none of that is what makes Christmas a big deal. See, what makes Christmas a big deal is the same thing that real joy and that our joy should come from. It should come from knowing Christ and realizing what God did by sending His Son. How important, how powerful that was. See, sometimes we get this mindset that it was just, it's just something that God had to do. Because, you know, it was established before the foundations of the earth. We hear that scripture a lot. So, oh, it just had to be done. This is the way it was always going to be. But this was an event that the Father did not take lightly. This was an act of love. This was a a big deal. This wasn't just something that had to happen. It was something amazing that we need to celebrate. And so when it comes to Christmas, the the last part or the second to last verse we read there, well, we'll go two before that. It says, And all those who heard it marveled at those things which... We're told them by the shepherds. That's a lot of where we are when it comes to messages on Christmas, messages on Easter, messages with things like that. It's, man, when we hear it, it'll bring, people will be crying. People will be moved emotionally. They'll be so thoughtful about it. And they marvel at what they're hearing, at the story of God giving his son and the story of Jesus laying down his life. They'll marvel at it, but many times that's as far as it goes. I want to encourage you this Christmas that we need to be more like Mary. It says, They marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Have we pondered them in our heart? Have we really spent time just thinking uh, and imagining with God about how big of a deal this event was that Jesus came? He came for you and he, He came for me. And so Mark's passing out the communion now, and we're going to receive communion again on Wednesday night is the plan. And the thing about it, when it comes to Mary pondering, there's things in her heart. And, and the reason that we should do that is because we need to not forget what God has done for us. We don't ever need to forget how amazing this event was of Jesus Christ coming to earth, the Son of God. We need to remember. And that's what Jesus said at the the Last Supper. He said, when you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And and when you don't take the time to to ponder and let it get in, it's, it's, it's really funny how easily we can forget things, even things we know. Oh, yeah, I know that, but we forget about it. And see, the the enemy wants nothing more than to control our memories. I think it was the message Heather and I were doing together. We were talking about a lot of people remember things, but we remember them the wrong way. The enemy wants nothing more to control your memories. And Jesus said, remember me. And so as we do this communion today celebrating Jesus, we need to remember Jesus. We need to remember him. I didn't even get one. I forgot. Oh, thank you. I'll get it. Thank you. It figures that I would do that. Okay. So in 1 Corinthians 11, I'll just start at verse 23. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You want to take the bread? In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. If you'll take the juice. Before I um, pray over all of us this morning, I want you this this Christmas, my prayer is that you would just realize what a big deal it is more than ever before and that you would take a moment next Sunday, whatever time you get up to uh, start celebrating and you would just hopefully read the Christmas story again and read it slowly. Don't rush it and give it some thought. And just let your mind go. Let the Holy Spirit reveal things to you and just, just take it all in and just remember Jesus this year. And I believe that if, if we do that, that we're going to be setting ourselves up to have an unbelievable uh, 2023, right? I almost forgot what year it was. So uh, we'll go to the Lord in prayer now. And I know we need to pray for uh, Nancy. And yeah, and uh, Dustin's family. And is there anyone else that you have a re- prayer request you want us to remember this morning? Jimmy, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And we're going to ask you to go ahead and stand with me. Okay, Nancy's going to Charlotte Monday for a test to see if uh, her hip is infected. She's had two hip replacements, so, all right, so that's what we're praying for for her. Okay, all right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you for Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you cared enough for us to send your son. God, let us never forget. Let us remember Jesus in every day of our lives and all that we do, Lord. We want you to be a part of it. So help us to remember, help us to let our minds just ponder your goodness, everything that you've done for us, Lord. Help us not to just take things so lightly, God, and just to realize how important, how powerful everything that you've done is. God, I pray every person in here would have an unbelievable Christmas. Lord, no matter what they're doing or how they're celebrating, it's always a celebration if our focus is on you. Lord, if we realize how amazing you are. God, I pray for the needs of the people this morning, God, that they would experience uh, healing and deliverance, God. We pray for Nancy. We pray for a good report. We pray for those hips to be healed, all infection uh, to be gone, God. We pray for Dustin's family. Lord, as they're uh, suffering in this time of loss, that you would be with them. Lord, we pray for Jimmy, uh, not going to be with family this year, God, that you would just comfort him. And all those that are in the same situation, Lord, and we pray for Dee, we just curse cancer. Lord, we just speak healing to her body, all damage that's been done by this cancer to be uh, restored. We just ask for creative miracles in her life now, Lord, that you would just begin to uh, line things up, God. And we give you honor and we give you glory and praise. I pray for safe travels for everyone that's going to be traveling this Christmas season, God. Lord, you're just such a good father. We're so blessed and so thankful to be your children. Lord, help us to spread your message everywhere that we go. Let people see Jesus in our lives. Let people see the difference that you make, Lord, just by us entering into a room and carrying your presence everywhere we go. And God, we give you the honor and the glory in
0: Jesus' name. Amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponarroadchurch.com. If you're local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and seven o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.